47. Ezekiel chapter number 47. I'm going to read a few verses here tonight, share a few things with you. I'm going to do my best to, uh, to, be, to be as brief as I can, okay? And, uh, but I do have uh, some, some thoughts and some things I want to share. And I'm going to talk to you tonight, I guess, you know, and I, I didn't even really think about this. The title of my message doesn't have anything to do with water baptism, but I am going to preach tonight on in over your head. So, uh, <laughs> amen. So in Ezekiel, the 47th chapter, most of you all are probably familiar with this 47th chapter of Ezekiel. I have preached on it before from this, from this, this text in this passage, although it's been, it has been a while. But I want to share some things. The Lord just impressed this upon my heart this week. And uh, so let's look at some things in Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Afterward, he brought me again into the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand, and I want you to notice that because this man with the line in his hand is, the, is Jesus. When the man with the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. And the waters were to the ankles. And again he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. And again he, brought, he, he measured a thousand and brought me through the water, and the waters were to the loins, or the waters were to the waist. Afterward he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, notice this, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. He goes from the ankles to the knees to the waist and gets in over his head, my, my. Praise God. Praise God. Father, touch us tonight as we minister your word. Give us what you would have us to share with your people. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it. Amen. As many of the, of the prophetic passages in the Bible, this prophecy here in Ezekiel 47 deals with the nation of Israel. And it, it speaks, Ezekiel speaking of the time when the Lord will return back to the earth and establish His kingdom, His millennial reign, His thousand-year reign on the earth. It will take place at the very end of the tribulation period. Um, the, he will come back, and we sang about it tonight, you know. Um, he's coming back on that white horse, and we're coming back with Him in that second coming to defeat the armies of the Antichrist at the Battle of Armageddon, and then 
to set up His millennial kingdom. And He will rule and reign, Jesus Christ will, on this earth for 1,000 years from Jerusalem. That's, and, and during that millennial reign, God will bring healing and restoration to the nation of Israel. Um, every, it's just going to be an awesome time to be on the earth during that 1,000-year reign. During that time, Satan will be bound. He'll be put into the bottomless pit. He'll be bound up in, in chains. And we, as the song says, we'll have no tempter then after Jesus shall come back to earth again. And so um, that's going to be an awesome time. But during that time of the millennial reign, as Jesus reigns from the temple in Jerusalem, there will be a river that will flow, a river of grace and blessing that will flow from the throne of God throughout the land to God's people. And so this river here in Ezekiel 47 does speak of a literal river. This river as well will, will flow from the, uh, from the New Jerusalem, from the temple of God through, uh, through, throughout the earth to bring life to the earth as well in the new heaven and the new earth. But there's also, even though this is a prophetic passage, there's also a practical application for you and I today. Because this is a picture. These waters, this river that issues from the sanctuary is also a type of the Holy Spirit that is flowing today. Amen. And the reason we know that it is is because of what Jesus said in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Jesus said on the, on the last day, it was the Feast of Tabernacles, on that great day, the last day of that great feast, Jesus cried out there in the temple and he said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And um, he said, And out of his innermost being, out of his belly, the King James says, but out of his belly or his innermost being shall flow rivers, shall flow rivers of living water. And then the next verse says that this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So the river that Jesus said would flow, that would flow from your belly, our belly, our innermost being, is this river of God, the river of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is likened to water in the Bible. It's likened to a river here. And, um, you know, there's a song we used to sing. that said, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, set the captive free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. I think all of us need this river flowing out of us tonight. The river of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to talk about this river tonight for a little bit. And I want to talk to you about becoming more, becoming more of what the Lord wants you to be. And becoming more of what God wants me to be. And can I tell you that the Holy Spirit is what's going to make that happen in your life and in my life. I want to talk to you tonight about leaving the shores of stagnant, disappointed Christianity and wading out into the deep spiritual waters of a spirit-filled life. Amen. 
That's what I believe God wants for all of us here at Abundant Life Family Church. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of the status quo. I don't want any more dry church services. I want the river. I want to let the river flow tonight. Hallelujah. The river of the Holy Ghost to flow with Abundant Life Family Church. Amen. I want us as a church to get in all the way. I want us to get wet. I want us to get soaked. I want us to get over in over our heads. I want us all to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives and in our corporate life as a church to have the fullness of God's power and his spirit right here at Abundant Life Family Church. We need the river, come on, amen. The river of the Holy Spirit. But as Ezekiel pins these words as he begins to describe what he's seeing. He, in these first few verses, he deals with the glimpse of the river, the vision of the river that he gets. And we see here, first of all, he shows us something about the glory of this river. And when we look at what, at what Ezekiel saw here, there's, there's a few things that I want to point out. Number one, that when Ezekiel, what he describes here, what he has discovered about the river, first of all, is its source. He describes where this river comes from, the source of the river. It says that the waters usher issued out from under the threshold of the house of God. These waters originated, this river is a river that originated from the very throne of God. This river came from God Himself. It's a pure river, amen, and it, and, it, and it flows from God, from the throne of God. He is the originator of this river. And can I tell you something tonight? I know we know this, but I want us to be reminded of it tonight. And that is that the Holy Spirit come, did come and does come directly from God the Father. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it comes, it, 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 He comes from God. The gift comes from, directly from the Father God. I get upset when I hear people talk about uh, referring to Pentecostals and speaking in tongues and the manifestations of the Spirit and, and talking about that in a derogatory way, speaking disparagingly of the gifts of the Spirit and the, 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 the operation of the Holy Spirit in people's lives because it is a dangerous thing to speak against the Holy Spirit. And I've heard preachers, I've heard, I've heard preachers um, and read where preachers have, have even attributed speaking in tongues and some of the manifestations of the Spirit as being of the devil. Well, I got news for them tonight. They need to watch out because the Holy Spirit that I'm talking about tonight did not, is not of the devil, but he came from the throne of Almighty God. He is the gift that comes from God. Amen. 
You don't have to, you know, when we think about the gift of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to, you don't have to beg God for the Holy Spirit. You don't have to pay some kind of a price for the Holy Spirit because he is the promise of the Father, the gift that comes from God. And all you have to do tonight, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, is just to receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. God wants you to get in the river tonight. Come on, somebody. So the source of the river is that the river comes from God. But the second thing Ezekiel points out here is the the course of the river, the direction that the river flows. Now remember, we're speaking of the river of the Holy Spirit and the course that this river takes. It says there in verse number one that the waters came down from under It came from under, from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. I think that's very significant because the waters began at the throne and flowed flowed south to the south, to the south side of the altar. The waters flowed through the altar and I think we all recognize and realize that the altar was what? It was the place of sacrifice. The altar in the temple was the place where the sacrifices were made. And all of the sacrifices that were made upon that altar were all types of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he was going to make on the cross. So when we talk about the altar here, anytime we we refer to the altar in the Old Testament, New Testament, the altar refers to the cross. The altar is the place of sacrifice and where the sacrifices were made. And here we see the river flowing at the south side of the altar. So the course of the river is, it begins at the throne of God, but in order for that river to get to where you and I are, it comes through the cross or through the altar. There is no receiving the Holy Spirit except through the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross of Calvary. Can I get an amen here tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That that is a fact. The precious Holy Spirit comes directly to us from the altar of Christ's sacrifice. Because we understand, you know, the Holy Spirit came, he was given, he was poured out, the promise came on the day of Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit did not come until after the death of Jesus on the cross. Jesus said in John 16 and 7, he said, nevertheless, talking to his disciples, preparing his disciples for, again, for his, what was getting ready to take place, him going to the cross. And in John 16, 7, he said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, He said, it's expedient or it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus is making the statement there and letting them know, letting us know that it was, that it was, Um, imperative for him to go to the Father, to go to the cross and then go to the Father in order to make a way for the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of you and I tonight. In that seventh chapter of John, in that 39th verse, he said for the, it said when he was talking about that river, it said for the Holy Spirit 
was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But I've got news for you tonight. He has been glorified. He has paid the price on the cross and he has been glorified. He came out of the grave and he's seated tonight on the right hand of the Father. And that's how I know. That's one way I always know and you can know that Jesus made it back to the right hand of the Father. Every time somebody receives the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaks in other tongues, you can say, yep, there he is. Jesus made it back to the Father and he's poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost upon his people and upon his church. Can you give the Lord a praise tonight? Amen. So the waters began at the throne and flowed directly by the altar through the cross to come to us. I've made this statement before and you know I can't make it enough but everything that we receive, salvation, the Holy Spirit, healing, victory, everything comes through Jesus Christ and by the means of what he did at Calvary. Now the Lord Jesus Christ is, a, is, is the source. He alone is the source of our salvation. He alone is the fullness and the blessing and, and, and the source of the fullness of the blessing of the Holy Spirit. When you notice this river as it flowed from the throne by the altar, there were no tributaries that were adding to this river. There were no feeder streams that were coming into this river. Nothing has, oh glory to God, nothing has to be added to what Jesus has done at Calvary and nothing has to be added to the power and the blessing and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's almighty. He's all powerful tonight. Can I get an amen? Because it's the stream of blood that flowed from the precious side of Christ that became that rushing river of life for each and every one of us to be a part of tonight. So he, the source was the throne, the course was through the altar, through the cross, but then we see the force of the river. The waters ran out. Uh, it says that the wa there ran out waters. Notice it didn't just say that there ran out water singular, but it says that there ran out waters plural. There was a force to this river as it flowed from the throne of God. The waters of this river were not contained, but they made their way eastward on a continual flow. There was nothing at all that stopped the flow of this river from the time it left the throne of God till it began to flow out into the desert places and everywhere that it went. Amen, there was a continual flow of the river. Now I want you to know something tonight, saints of God, that the moving of the Holy Spirit continues to flow in our day today as well. Hallelujah. There have been people that have tried to deny the moving of the Holy Spirit, the operation, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They have tried to say, uh, stop the moving and say things about the moving of the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you something tonight? The river continues to flow and there's a force to this river. There's a power to this river and the devil and demons cannot stop this river. Hallelujah. All the opposition today in the world cannot stop this river. Let's let the river flow. Let the river of the Holy Ghost flow. There's a force and a power to the Holy Spirit. The only thing, the only thing that can stop the flow of the river is you and I. If we build a dam to stop 
the river from flowing. We need to get out our spiritual uh, dynamite tonight and blast the dam and blow the dam, amen? Oh, hallelujah. We need to breach anything in our lives that may be trying to hinder the flow of the Spirit of God. It's time to get in over our heads and get full of the Holy Ghost and be everything God wants us to be. So we see tonight the glory of this river, but then the next thing that I want to talk to you about is the growth of the river. Because as you notice, this river, in verses 3 through 5, and I won't take time to read all of that, but as Ezekiel looks at this river, what started out as a stream... It didn't stay just a stream, but the stream, as it flowed, became wider and wider and bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper. Come on, I need to get an amen here somewhere. Amen? It didn't stay a trickle or a stream, but it grew as it went. It grew as it went. There was a growth of the river. And as Ezekiel, uh, as, as, as he in this vision, he sees a man, as I said in, in that chapter, that man is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he sees a man with a, a measuring line in his hand and he's measuring the river. And um, as he's measuring the river, he's leading Ezekiel along with him. And you notice that he'll measure so many, a thousand cubits, and he leads Ezekiel to this point. Then he measures out again, and he takes Ezekiel and leads him to this point. And every place that he gets, it's a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper. Amen. Step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I think that's what we need to be doing tonight. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So, so the growth of the river, as it gets deeper and deeper, the growth of the river reveals something to you and I tonight. It reveals the stages of growth in, in our Christian walk and in our Christian journey. And there should be growth and development. And also there are different, there are different levels and different depths of the Spirit that you and I experience in our walk with the Lord. Do you, do you agree? I believe that's something that is being pointed out here in this 47th chapter. But the growth reveals those stages. So the man, Jesus, with the line in his hand, measures a thousand cubits. He leads Ezekiel out into the first stage in the first area of the river. And what did he say? Ezekiel said, I waded out in there and the water was up to the ankles. This was the entrance into the river and this is the entrance into the river which I believe represents salvation. Jesus leads us into the river. You're not going to get saved without the Holy Ghost. Now, I didn't say that you have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues to, get, to be saved. I said you're not going to be saved unless you are transformed by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that baptizes you into the body of Christ that brings you to Jesus, that does the work of the new birth in your life when you come to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that performs that. So the entrance into the river 
is the, uh, a type of salvation. And the moment that we first step into the life-giving flow of His saving grace, that's water to the ankles. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 the thing is, there's been so many that have made the decision to step into the river of salvation and get born again, but that's as far as they ever go. They've never gone beyond ankle deep water. And, amen. Are, are y'all listening to me tonight? I said they've never get beyond the ankle deep water. And there's so many today in the, within the body of Christ, within the church, that are still wading around in the shallows. They're still splashing around in the kiddie pool. Come on. They're still playing around at the shallow end. Is anybody here? They've gotten saved. They've experienced salvation, but they've never went any farther than that. They never grow in the Lord. They, they are afraid to wade out into the deep, and they miss, listen, listen, you know, it's, it's awesome to get born again. Everybody, you cannot get to heaven without getting in the, in the river and getting your feet wet, amen? Hallelujah, you've got to step into the river of the Spirit to get saved and to get born again. And there's something that, that, I, that I believe that this illustrates here is that when you get in ankle deep, which represents salvation, you know what that does? That, that affects your feet and it affects your walk and it affects the direction that you go. I, I believe salvation will affect your walk, that you walk right and you talk right and you live a different life and go a different way when you get into the river and get saved. You believe that? So, so, so many though get into the, they step in and they get saved and thank God that you're saved. But if you stay there just in that spot and never go any farther, you're missing out some of the greatest things that, that the Lord Jesus has for you. That's why he measured out, listen to me, the man with the line in his hand is Jesus and he measures out another thousand cubits and he gets Ezekiel by the hand and he says, come on out here and wait out a little deeper. See that? That's what the Lord's trying to get you and I to do. He's got us in the river. It's changed our walk. It's changed our life. We've experienced the waters of salvation. But he said, listen, that's not all. I've got something good. I've got something better. I've got some deeper waters for you to go into. How many's with me? Thank God that you're saved, but there's more. Woo! Praise God. I, 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 listened to, I was listening to a preacher the other day and he was preaching along there, doing pretty good for a while. And then all of a sudden he said, well, when I got born again, when you got born again, you got it all. That's all there is. You got everything there is. There's a lot of people believe that, but I'm telling you, they're standing in ankle deep water. Jesus is saying, you gotta get in a little bit deeper. There's some more, there's some more. Oh, hallelujah, amen. So he walks out, he leads him out a little bit deeper into the river and the water then is up to the knees. He's at the knee deep. He's making progress. Knee Knees. This, I believe, refers to the prayer life of the believer. This represents a life now that is learning total dependence upon the Lord. It's 
good to get saved, but now the Lord's leading you into a place where you have a prayer life. You depend upon the Holy Spirit more and more, upon the Lord more and more. You're getting a little bit deeper. And I also believe that this knee level portrays the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And many never reach even this shallow level of maturity in the Lord. They're still in ankle deep. So many people will cautiously step out into the deeper water, but they never go beyond their comfort zone. And I think it's time that you and I get out of our comfort zone and get out in the deep water and experience what the Lord has for us. People will step out and they'll begin to get a little closer to the Lord and they'll begin to come around the altars and they begin to feel the moving of the Spirit. They begin to feel the moving and the power of the river, but they've not yet surrendered completely to the river. And this is what, this is what the Lord's trying to get us to do is, is surrender completely to the river. That's what we have to have. See, we need to step out and feel the power and the drawing of the river. And this knee-deep experience now is your prayer life's being developed. Now you've stepped out to the second stage that is a stage and an experience that is subsequent to salvation which is now the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Everybody that is born again, you have the spirit of regeneration at salvation. You have the well of salvation, the well of water, but you don't yet have the river of water. You still need uh, to go that other step and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You don't get everything at salvation. You need to go on and be filled with the Holy Ghost. When I, when I got saved as a, as, a, as a teenage boy in 1973, well, you know, that, that, the, 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 that was wonderful. They were all so excited that I had given my heart to the Lord. That that long-haired hippie boy had come in and got saved, that that. that devil that they'd been praying for has come in and got saved. They were all happy about that. But let me tell you what, they, did, they didn't just say okay, well you got it all now. I'm telling you, those folks in that church begin to say okay, now you're saved. We thank God you're a part of the family of God but now you need the Holy Ghost. Now you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Every service they'd say you need to get in the altar and seek the Holy Ghost. They, they was on me about, they was telling me, you know what they was telling me? Get out of the ankle deep you got to get into the knee deep. Hallelujah, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I see that, that today within the Pentecostal church, in the Pentecostal ranks, uh, we, we, we've kindly let up on, on preaching about the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're excited if somebody gets saved, and that's good and that's wonderful. But oh, every born-again believer needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. It's vital, it's vital to your walk with the Lord that you be baptized in the Holy Ghost and begin to develop a strong prayer life. And can I tell you this? Your prayer life will never really be all that it needs to be until you receive the helper, the Holy Ghost, to be able to help you to pray when you don't know what to pray for or how to pray. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But that wasn't deep enough. Some people get satisfied there. They say, well, I got the Holy Ghost now. 
I've attained it all. I've achieved. I'm where I need to be. That's all there is. Guess what? There's still more. Because now the man, Jesus, measures out another thousand and he leads Ezekiel on out and the water is now to the waist. Now he's in waist deep. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I was, I'm just kind of trying to get a spiritual vision here, seeing people at Abundant Life, family church, just wading into that deeper water and getting up there, getting past the knees and getting up to the waist. Come on, somebody. Oh, we're going to get in the river here tonight. Hallelujah. We might just jump in that baptistry. <laughs> Glory to God. But the loins are the waist. It speaks of strength and it speaks of power. And those who are in waist deep are those who are developing a strong relationship with the Lord. And that's made possible now that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Your, your lives can begin to be controlled by the power and direction of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Lord's after, you know, and it kind of dovetails with my message a little bit this morning, but the Lord wants our lives to be under the control of the Holy Spirit, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And this is a special place in the Lord and in the Spirit that very few believe believers ever get to. They never get here. They, they, stay, they stay in that knee deep. But, but see, when, when you get in, when an individual gets in waist deep, here's something that we notice. If you're in waist deep water now, half of your body is hidden by the water. You've got, you've got less of yourself exposed and more of you is in the water now. Come on, somebody. And those who look at you now, you know, when you're down at Black River or, or down at St. Fred, wherever you're at, you know, Sam A. Baker, you're out there in the water and you, you're standing there in knee deep, more of you is visible and less of the river. But as you walk out and begin to get up to waist deep and a little deeper, there's less of you, oh, come on, there's less of you being seen and there's more of the river that's being seen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. See, it's at this point now people that are looking at you see more of the water than they do of the person. And that's where the Lord's wanting to bring us to. That when people look at me, when they look at you, they don't see you. They see less of you and see more of God and more of Jesus and more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now their life is beginning to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ. And at this point, once you're in here up to your waist and start getting in around your, your waist, your belly button, you know, you're up in, into the river that deep, it's now that the river begins to have control over you. Have you ever noticed that? And especially when that current's flowing, the deeper you get in the river, now the more, oh, come on, some. Now the deeper you get, the more power the current of the river has over you. If you're standing in ankle deep, you can step out anytime you want. But the deeper you get on the, in that river, the more control, the more control that river has over your life. Woo, hallelujah. My, 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 my. I almost didn't get to preach this message tonight. My, my, my OneDrive account was blocked out. I couldn't get to any of my sermons. I thought, well, praise God for technology. But the Lord knows what we need. Come on, son. We're beginning now to be carried by the current of the river. 
But we're still close enough to the shore that we can keep our feet on the ground. You know, you're holding on, but the river is starting to control you just a little bit. Come on, somebody. God's beginning to control our lives, but we still haven't made it deep enough. We can still turn around and go the other direction if we choose. Oh, my. But that's why the man with the line in his hand is leading out another thousand and saying, you're up to the waist, but you ain't far enough yet. Come on out and wait on out just a little bit deeper. Because when you go to that next step after the, after, the, after the waist deep water, then Ezekiel said that he went out that next thousand and it was a river, listen to this, verse five, and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen. The waters were risen. Waters to swim in and a river that could not be passed over. Where's Ezekiel at now? He's gone from being waist deep out a little bit deeper and now oh hallelujah you know what he's done he's done went and got in over his head hallelujah he's done went out and got in the deep water and got in over his head it's waters to swim in amen see this my friend this ladies and gentlemen is the highest spiritual level that you can reach in life it was a river that he could not pass over it was a river that was unlimited it was a river of blessing that just continued to flow and flow and flow and see this should be the desire of every one of us this is where we should all desire to be this is a complete work a complete work of the Holy Spirit in our lives this is the place where we've come to that place of surrender we've come to that place where we're no longer in charge we've come to that place where we have submitted completely to the river of the Spirit and now we allow the river to take us to take us where the river wants to take us come on somebody oh hallelujah we're in the, when you're in that deep water over your head brother Terry you just kick your legs up and you just float and you go with the flow it's not me going where I want to go it's river of God Holy Ghost take me where you want me to be I want to flow in the river of the Holy Ghost Woo, hallelujah. Total surrender, total submission to the river. It's total dependence upon the river. You're now completely resting and completely resting in the finished work of Christ. You're trusting now totally in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a work of sanctification that's being done in your life because at this point, one, you, that individual is completely totally saturated by the water. Ezekiel is not just waist deep. Now he's all wet. Praise God. He's all wet just like Rowan was in that baptistry. That's where we gotta get. There are too many dry churches. There's too many dry Christians. I, I believe we need to get all wet and soaked and saturated in the river of the Holy Ghost. Woo, hallelujah. Man, y'all worked me hard today. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God. See, now you're all, this is a picture of one is totally filled with the Spirit. Under the complete control of the Spirit. 
This is the will of God for you, for me, for this church. Paul said so in Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. It's in the, it's in the continuous sense there. It's be being continuously filled with the Spirit is what he was saying. When you come to this place, when you're in the rivers to swim in, when you're in the deep water, you're totally filled with the Holy Ghost. You're overflowing with the Spirit of God. Oh, listen, there's measures. There's Im- I- immense measures of the Spirit. We'll never in this life, listen to me, saints, we'll never in this life receive all the fullness that God wants us to have. There's spiritual growth for us every day. Jesus is measuring out. He's measuring out and He's trying to lead us. And He's saying, come on, I've got to bring you to the next level. It's time for Abundant Life Church to go to the next level and the next realm in the working and the operation of the Holy Spirit. We've been waiting around in the shallows too long. Maybe we're in the knee deep, but we've been there too long. God's saying it's time for you to go out into the deep water and to get in this thing over your head till you're totally, completely saturated. Every part of your being is soaked and saturated and full of the Holy Ghost. Follow Jesus till you're in over your head. Come on, amen. the glory of the river and the growth of the river. And last of all, let me just touch on this. There's the gain of the river because we have a picture of the benefits of the Spirit flowing through us in verses 6 through 12. And again, I won't take time to read those. You need to read them when you get home. Read that, those first 12 verses and study on them. But, but it tells us, it tells us and gives us the benefits of the river. What happens when the river, the fullness of that river's flowing? It flowed on to the south. It went to the Dead Sea, and it brought life everywhere it went. But in verse 8, it says one of the benefits of the river, the gain of the river, is number one, it was healing. It was healing. In verse number 8, it said that then he said to me, these waters issued toward the east country and go down to the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. There's healing everywhere. This river of life, the river of the Holy Spirit flows. See, there's so many people in this world today. There's people in this community today that are floating in this sea of life that are in need of healing. There are multitudes of people that are hurting and dying and sighing and crying and sick and diseased and bound by the powers of darkness. But the Spirit of God, the river of God has power to heal all that ails humanity. There's nothing that the Spirit of God can't heal from or deliver from or set free from. He's able to heal the broken hearts. He's able to heal the broken homes. He's able to heal the broken lives. He's able to heal the broken bodies. Jesus can do it. The Holy Spirit can do it. So when the river flows, when the river flows, when the river flows, there will be healing. Come on, somebody. But then secondly, when the river flows, there will be restoration. Because verse 9 says that everything that lives, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. Because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live where? 
where the river comes. Everything shall live where the river comes. Everything shall live where the river comes. The river restores life. The river restores life. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, tonight that we desperately need a restoration of the Spirit of God. We all need the life-giving flow of the Spirit. We need revival and restoration in our church, in our nation. We've got to have the river of the Holy Ghost flowing today. There's restoration and revival and life where the river of God flows. Where the river of God flows. Amen? I will not be happy with the dead, dry, lukewarm. Come on, somebody. We've got to have that restoring power of the Holy Spirit. This is why the enemy today is leading the church away from the power of the Holy Spirit and the Baptist. Many Pentecostal churches today are not even preaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not even having altar calls for people to come and be filled or refilled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But we're going to start having more of them. I want everybody to be filled with the Spirit of God and be in the river to its fullness. So there's restoration. There's healing. There's restoration. But finally, there's an abundance of fruit and freshness. And this is so important because verse 12 said that everywhere that that river flowed, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it said... But it said that, that, that all trees, there was trees for me whose leaves shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. This was the result of the river, what it did. It shall bring forth new fruit according to its months. It shall bring forth. See, listen to me. The river of the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to bring forth fruit, the fruit of the Spirit in your life. The river will ensure fruit and abundance for those who dwell around the river. When the Holy Spirit moves in, the presence, His presence, is manifested in your life by fruit and freshness in the life of the believer. Galatians 5, and 23 gives a list of the fruit of the Spirit and the nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Don't tell me you're full of the Holy Spirit when you're not manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. Because everywhere the Spirit flows, every, as deeper as we get into the Spirit, the more of the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the gentleness, the goodness, the faith, the meekness, the temperance, the kindness, the more of the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to manifest. Because where the river flows, there is fruitfulness and there is freshness in the life of the believer. Can I get an amen? Wouldn't you just love for His presence and power to be among us here at Abundant Life and among each and every one of us every time we meet and come together? Wouldn't you love to see the lost come to Jesus? Wouldn't you just love to see this altar area filled every Sunday morning with sinners asking Jesus to come into their heart? giving their lives to the Lord, 
and with backsliders. Come on, somebody. With backsliders coming back to Jesus, coming home to Jesus. And, and, and wouldn't you just love to see old dead, dry, Pentecostal flesh getting in the river and getting full of the Holy Ghost and getting full of the joy of the Lord in their life. Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. Wouldn't you love to see the growing and the maturing of the saints here at Abundant Life Family Church? Wouldn't you love to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation in every service? I'm, I'm told that, yeah, we, we, we have, yes, we have the vocal gifts, we have tongues, and we have interpretation, and we have prophecy, but wouldn't you just love, oh, to see the manifestation of those power gifts, oh, the gift of special faith, the gifts of healing, the gift of the Word, working of miracles, those gifts are still in the river. I said they're still in the river and he's just waiting for you and I to get in deeper in the river. Give us more of that Holy Spirit. Stand with me tonight, amen? If this is going to happen, if these things are going to happen, and it can, God wants it to, we need the Spirit of God moving among us like never before. We need the flowing of the river in our lives again and in our church again like we've never experienced it before. How many of have y'all tonight would say, Brother Rick, count on me. I'm going to follow the man with the line in his hand. Mm. I'm going to follow the man, Jesus, and let him lead me out. You know, we talked this morning about following him, didn't we? I'm going to let him lead me out into the deeper areas. I'm not going to hang out at the shallow end of the pool. I'm going to get in knee deep. I'm going to get in waist deep. Listen, if you're in ankle deep tonight, why don't you just move on out to the knee deep tonight and get filled with the Holy Spirit? If you're in the knee deep area tonight, why don't you move on out to waist deep? If you're in the waist deep, why don't we all just jump on out into the, get in over our head, get in over our head tonight and get all of the Spirit that God wants us to have in our lives, amen? Oh, I feel it tonight. That's what I desire. Praise God. They're going to play something tonight. And I'm going to ask for all of us tonight to come in around these altars. Follow the man with the line in his hand and say, Lord, I'm coming tonight. I'm coming to get deeper with you. I need the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, let us pray for you. We want to pray for you tonight to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If it's been a while since you've spoken in tongues, you need a refilling, a refreshing. Let Him do it for you tonight. Refill you with the Holy Spirit.